Hello, Ira. Hello, Paul. <sighs> Happy birthday. Well, birthday Thank you, pod. sir. I think our first our first birthday pod. Probably. We probably have done it around my birthday more around the New Year's block. Yeah, it's our it's our hot time of year, but I don't think we've ever done on on one of our birthdays. So this is a this is fun. This is this is like a, a good COVID birthday thing to do because there's nothing else to do. So you know, we're, we're coming around the corner here. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll be back and raging at some bars in Hoboken sometime soon. Yeah, it's uh, it's just actually good timing. I I wanted to take advantage of this podcast to uh, inform everyone. I've uh, it's been a good run, but I've decided to uh, enter the transfer portal portal and uh, take my talents to the uh, you know the NBA draft at this time. So I wanted to thank the IP address for, uh, you know, a, gr- <laughs> a great, a great year, uh, but it's, uh, you know, time for me to go to greener pastures. Ira sounds bitter about some Rutgers news coming in, which I guess we're saving for the end of the podcast, but see, like you, you can't do that segue and not want to start with Rutgers, but <laughs> you know, there are a thousand college kids in the transfer portal this year. So two Rutgers guys, there's 300 division one programs. I mean, it's really not so bad when you think about it, especially given that they're basically seniors. So. Well, Ira has a big drink over there that he's drinking, so maybe he feels otherwise. That's, I mean, I'm just, <laughs> you know, you, you clearly have some unfinished business. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I, it, a lot of fakery going on with these sorts of, uh, oh, I want to thank everybody so much for uh, at the university for all they've done for me. It's been amazing being a Scarlet Knight. You know, give me a break. Just trying to sugarcoat well, this well, shit. Look, I will say, like, Jacob Young's makes, like, I understand he wants to keep his options open, but he's 24 years old. Like, Okay, he's obviously he, he's calling his school the University of Rutgers. He's obviously not interested in the academics. Okay, <laughs> like if you've gone there for three years, you should know that it's Rutgers University, not the University of Rutgers. I mean, that's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, would, you ever, would you ever would you ever call it Delaware University? <laughs> no, no, I, I can't say I would, Paul. I can't say I would. Yeah, I think that it's the kind of it's the kind of NBA personality you got to have, right? I mean, he's trying to. Uh be the next Russell Westbrook you know that's kind of you get the, you got to have the ego for it I'm with you that's what that's what I think is uh he's, he's bench Westbrook but look man you know we'll get we'll get to that uh eventually for you know last time we led with, led with Rutgers we'll, we'll end with Rutgers today for the two people that want to hear us talk about it uh if that but uh what what happening in our fantasy league I think recently right so wh- where do you want to begin here uh well yeah no I mean well, we just we just passed the NBA trade de- trade deadline yesterday, so uh, I mean I think it's worthwhile at least considering whether or not like how this might have changed the fantasy landscape. I mean I think the big teams would you know from the NBA side where obviously the Magic now have joined the you know the fire cell ranks like with the Houston Rockets and you know the Thunder of the world, um, you know, and then we saw the Bulls make a lot of moves a little bit from like the Heat, you know, your Celtics, the Raptors. Take your pick, Paul. So, so in, my, in my perspective, this is kind of the biggest trade deadline shakeup impacting fantasy, I think, since maybe like the first Sixers process year. So what are we talking like 2011, 2012? Oh, with, with that many starter level caliber guys getting traded to other teams uh, where, where they either they or the guys that they're going to will have reduced roles because of it or shaken up, shaken up numbers. So, we have Fournier to Boston, right, to, to presumably play a wing spot. Um, all those guys are going to get minutes, but I mean, uh, it's it's. I mean, Fournier is definitely going to lose some from what he's had, uh, in my opinion. And look, maybe they'll all have higher efficiency, but uh, something's got to give there. There's a reason they traded for him, obviously. Um, Aaron Gordon to Denver. Denver. We've talked about how Denver is kind of one of the uh, dicier fantasy teams to own guys on because you know for most of the year it was oh do you have do you want will barton or michael porter jr or gary harris like those guys are going to be in a timeshare sure gary harris is gone now but now aaron gordon comes in he's taking those paul Millsap minutes he may take some of the the will barton and mpj minutes um you know we'll we'll see we'll see how it really shakes out there and and what they have planned um and of course you know vucevic i think is going to keep doing vucevic things but uh what's kind of the big impact you from maybe the fantasy side of things i mean also on the fantasy side i mean it's it's probably more going to be about the names that weren't even mentioned in these deals than the names that actually 
moved to new teams. I mean, just because I don't know, a lot of these players are marginal. I mean, Vucevic is obviously going to be, you know, still around value, maybe uh, a little less in the scoring department, but uh, you know, maybe a little better efficiency. The Bulls might are going to have a little more shooting around them. I mean, so I, mean, I guess the point guard wise, I guess, you know, having a Thomas Sadaransky or Kobe White, who we'll certainly discuss later on in the pod. Don't worry, everyone. Um, you know, it's a slight improvement, I guess, from what Orlando had. But, you know, he posts numbers either way. You know, Levine's going to be a little more of the scorer there. Maybe he does a little more defensive numbers now. Uh, he's still around value. But the rest of these guys, is there even a mid-round value out there? I mean, maybe well, Oladipo? Uh, I, think, I think what you're missing is that Orlando now has plenty of minutes to go around for some guys. And I, I, my guess is you're steering away because you don't want to, you know, tip your hand as to some guys that you're going to want to pick up out the free agency market. But a guy like Gafford traded from Chicago. Uh, sorry, is he, no, sorry, he's in D.C. now, Gafford. Gafford yes, but that's a, that's a spot where he may get a lot of center minutes. Wendell Carter Jr., you know, free Wendell Carter Jr., he's going to get a lot of playing time in Orlando now. You kept him, right, with that, uh, with that first pick you got in the, in the draft? Uh, no, I made a big uh, stink that uh, I wanted the option of keeping right, him, and I, yeah. I chose not to keep him. Yeah. Um, what could have been? I mean, he, he, I mean, he could be a 2010 guy there for the rest of the season uh, give me a if break. he's healthy. There's no oh, fucking – They have no players, man. What, what is Dwayne Bacon going to finally they, step they up? They just don't give anybody the opportunity in Washington. I don't know. They're going to continue just rotating through there. Well, no, G- Gafford, yes, but Wendell Carter Jr. in Orlando. I mean, he's going to well, get the, all the Vucevic touches. Get, I, mean, I mean, if he can stay healthy. I mean, I, I just don't see him scoring that much, but I mean – Oh, sorry. He's worth a spin. I mean, who has Wendell yep. Carter this season? I don't even know if he's on a playoff roster. I, I think he's on the waivers right now. Is he really? Uh, no, nah, maybe not. Nah, he's on Levy's team, actually. He's one of Levy's All right, so Levy, know, three Levy centers finally that has can't his, play. He, he finally has his second big man, so uh, assuming he's healthy. <laughs> so right. maybe we see the Michael Carter-Williams uh, resurgence happening here. Dwayne Bacon. Uh, Wait, that's let's see. It's you more know, like someone, someone has to, but someone that weren't involved in the deals that, are, that are interesting now. That's five spots that become interesting now for fantasy. Like, does Ken Birch become a late, late season value for somebody? You know, I got my fingers uh, crossed. And the, the, the question: Do you have Ken Birch on your team? Yeah, hey, I grabbed him. I grabbed him right after the Vucevic trade went down. So, I mean, I mean, that's what's going to be. I'm sure you're going to drop him after one game that he doesn't perform, and like, it's 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 all going to be timing of when these guys get consistent. You know, right? So it, it'll be interesting. As you both get nice swigs in, yeah. No, I mean, I think you know. If anything, I mean, Aaron Gordon, Denver to me, like, I don't know. To me, he's barely playable to begin with. Now is probably more easy to drop uh, just because, I mean, he's, I don't know. Like, yeah, he still needs to be the Draymond Green. He should have been for the last three years. But, like, I don't see it. It's not like his steals and blocks are going to, like, leap off the fantasy stat sheets. Well, that said, you wonder, like, Jokic doesn't want to play a lot of defense. What, what, what if they design a role for him? Because I, I do think Mike Malone's a better coach than – uh, than what they got going on in, down in Orlando. Yeah. Um, but maybe they designed a, a defense where he's more in the passing lanes. It's more of Denver style anyway to be kind of reaching for stuff on defense and to be playing solid situational defense. And then also, I think his, I mean, his field goal percentage should be just cutting off of Jokic post-ups basically and, and dunking, in my opinion. So, um, you know, he, he'll get a lot more open looks, I think, here. They're not going to be able to key in on him. Really, he's the third or fourth scoring option. That should open up a lot of a lot of efficiency for him. It's, I mean, I don't know. It sounds it should, sounds should. better in theory having Jokic at least, who's like, I mean, Vucevic isn't a bad passer, but obviously Jokic is like phenomenal in comparison. But uh, he's I mean, the best of all time, mate. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> well, from that spot, position, yeah, possibly. Uh, yeah, my hammer. I don't know, like Bill Walton or something. Um, but I mean, another big name who I think. Was looking a little rosier today. Uh, your guy Robert Williams, I think. Uh, you know, with Tice Ooh, yeah. exiting Boston, I mean, yeah, Tristan Thompson certainly has his purposes. Maybe versus more mobile opposition. You know, that's more guard heavy like the Warriors used to be. But like I mean, Robert Williams should have that much more runway now. <laughs> I feel like uh, this was more about getting forcing uh, the staff in Boston to play these guys more minutes. So, well, uh, Brad, St- Brad Stevens has been saying all year that he planned on getting Robert Williams a lot more minutes in the, the last third of the season. It's really shown over the last few weeks that he was trying to step that up, but there were some games where he was still not getting the right minutes. Uh, now his hand is kind of forced. I do think that they're going to tr- save Tristan Thompson's body a little bit for the playoffs. Cause he's, I mean, that's really why you have Tristan Thompson on your roster, right? To be a good playoff matchup. 
Uh, so you could switch on the perimeter um, if you need to. I, Williams can do that too, but I think now is his time to kind of prove, hey, w- let's see what I could be. Can I be kind of an explosive defensive big? And, and look, he's putting up the stocks. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy that I got him when I got him and have hung with him through one or two down games. And uh, hopefully he continues on this trajectory. Yeah, no, this is definitely the uh, the rosiest he's looked all season. And, you know, overall the returns have been pretty solid to this point anyway. So, yeah, we'll ride that one out till the wheels fall off. It does feel like this whole trade deadline has all been about the big guys um, and mm-hmm. kind of the new roles for the big guys in the league. What does it mean to be a good rebounder anymore? Uh, there's a really good article, I don't know if you read it, from Chris Herring at Sports Illustrated about you know Andre Drummond being one of the best rebounders in the league, maybe of all time, uh, but still not no one wanting him. Uh, so he, he hit the buyout market today officially. Uh, well, Marcus Aldridge, similar kind of player in that, in that respect, hitting the buyout market. Um, what do you see from these kind of buyout centers and, and what they're going to, what their fantasy impact will be and, you know, depending on where they sign, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, so first things first, I, I really hope the Knicks don't bring in like Drummond for like the stretch run, like uh, really, a really unnecessary maneuver if they were to do it, in my opinion. Can, can I say, honestly, I'm shocked that they didn't trade Mitchell and sign and like sign Drummond in the buyout market. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked they didn't do that. Uh, I mean, just saying. I mean, I mean, honestly, they, do you want to pay Mitchell? Do you want to pay Mitchell Robinson? He's not going to get that much money. Yeah. I don't think he get that much money. What is he going to get? Fifteen million a year? I mean, yeah, eighteen. Probably eighteen. I, I can't picture him getting that much. He hasn't been healthy enough to justify like a huge contract. No, nothing makes sense anymore. You should know that by now. None of this is rational. Uh, well, uh, anyway, anyway, continue. My bad. No, you think about, like, you. I mean, even you think about, like, the market for, like, Evan Fournier, which is, like, non-existent, I think. I don't know. Compare that to, like, what, like, uh, like how people, like, wanted Bogdanovich, like, after he left Indiana. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And now he's doing players. nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, things change very fast. Uh, I think even more so now with, like, the COVID realities. I mean, it's hard to really measure players. Um, but I think, I mean, Levy's got a whole drumming right now. I mean, I don't, I was joking, saying, you know, you should drop him. I mean, there's if he plays, you know, it's like Whiteside, you know, immediately like early round value if he's getting uh, 25 minutes. So I think the latest reports are that he's going to take meetings with uh, both New York teams, both LA teams and Boston. Uh, so that Boston one to me, actually, you know, we had the conversation about Robert Williams. That's the one that scares me as a Robert Williams owner, because I, if he goes to Boston, he's stepping in and uh, I think he's going to play a lot there. Um, but to me, I, I see him going to one of the more straightforward championship contenders, or if he wants to just post stats like he's done his whole career, go to the Knicks. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, look, wherever he goes, I, I can see the I can see the Clippers. I can see the Clippers. They need like they really need to stockpile because they're not looking so good right now. Um, so maybe maybe that's what they think will juice up their team for the back half here. Yeah, that's who will be. That's some ego. I mean, I don't know. Drummond might not have a huge ego, but I wouldn't call him a a good like locker room basketball player and you know to bring him in no, Rondo what, in there is uh what, what he actually would give them is a fulcrum offensively right because he kind of him and Blake when he was in Detroit both of them were kind of oh you know, he's a decent like high yeah post. but you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George you don't fucking need a Volk they can't they can't create anything for for, for anyone but themselves well, so they just kind of move the ball for now whoever I mean to me Zubac seems like a perfectly capable center I mean they might need another one just to compliment a better defensive center Maybe, but like that's not drunk. Well, and that's the other th- question: Do we even know that he's like he blocks shots, but is he good at defense? That's yeah, I, kind I don't of consider him to be a good defender. I, maybe okay, but like he's not coming in he's to good... try and make your defense better. He's coming in and trying to get stats. Yeah, he's an elite, st- elite stat chaser. Probably nothing seen like that since Will Chamberlain. So um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting wherever he winds up. Yeah, look, I mean, Levy's got to ride it out, and I mean, Levy's the kind of manager who I think will ride it out with him anyway. But, Levy's mistake was not trading for another like going to find center a little bit earlier. I think, um, you yeah. know, he, he, you know what he does? Like it's what he does every year. He's like, Oh, like I'm, I'm going to wait to see how it goes. And then like this point of the season comes and now there's no market for him to trade into. And he's, he's screwed basically now. Like he could add a miles turner for me. Well, do you think, uh, I mean, he was out there briefly. Do you think <laughs> somebody should have scooped up LaMarcus Aldridge before uh, Garrett grabbed him? Or, uh, he's he yeah. on the waiver wire. He was uh, out there for like a few days there, yeah. Dank, uh, Dank cut him loose in his, uh, you know, pursuit for a playoff breath. Burst. Well, that's a good move. <laughs> uh, very, I'm, I'm glad you corrected yourself there. 
I'm cold. learning. One podcast at a time. One podcast at a time. <laughs> I have a cold. It sounds like I'm dying of COVID, but I'm not. I just have a cold. Yeah, 32. Oh, You're pretty bad. old, man. This is how it goes. <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez. You sure that shot worked? I don't know. Oh, I'm like all stuffy. It's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's a great birthday celebration. I have a cold. <laughs> you know, I think it's also off a year of not having any germs. It's like, you know, now the cold's hitting hard. But um, anyway, back to Aldridge. Yeah, I guess someone of us should, should have picked him up. But these roster spots, like right now, are like everyone's trying to win 7 2 8 1. It's hard to waste a roster spot on a guy who's not really playing. <laughs> yeah, these, I mean, the speculation right now is that uh, Aldridge is heading to Miami. So uh, that would be. Uh, I mean, it's. Talk, I mean, about, a, talk it's, about a full roster. Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that seems pretty, pretty stacked. I mean, even reality and fantasy. I mean, then you're talking about, obviously, Jimmy Buckets. You got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson as the youngsters. You have Bam. And then you have, what, Goron when he comes back. Pressure. I mean, yep. yeah, Chua's presumably going to get cut minutes-wise. Um, yeah. I mean, and Victor Oladipo, Excuse me. Who just well, I mean, I imagine, I imagine the plans to use Aldridge like Bosch, like, which would be pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, so... And that can be an exciting team in the playoffs yet again. They're fun. I think these is a very uh, – I guess both conferences are fun. But, I mean, I still kind of feel like the Lakers are just going to be the class. And, you know, maybe the Clippers challenge them. But, I mean, the Eastern playoffs are going to be fun with the the top squads. Everyone's feeling frisky this year. But You didn't even say the Nets. Wow, that's that's pretty, uh, pretty I mean, bold. Well, it's good. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean they're not going to make it. it you know? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a proper villain once again. But, you know, once again, Kyrie Irving's uh, you know, taking a little sabbatical here for whatever personal reasons. Um, you know, very, very dangerous player to obtain. I is it Burning Man this month? or uh, Is it Burning Man or uh, uh, what's the other one? Is there, is there a music festival going on that he's at or something like that? Coachella? Right. F- family Matter is all we got. Okay. Gotcha. Family Matter. Yeah. yeah. I think last time he had a Family Matter, he was at the strip club for his sister's birthday. So, <laughs> right in South Orange, New Jersey. So great, great stuff. I'm, was that, was that the same result. time? I don't remember. I think that was yeah. a different occasion, wasn't it? What do you think? No, no, it's the same thing. It was that was during that same period. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Levy with the, with the with the high risk roster right now, that's for sure. But yeah. Levy have Kyrie also right now. Yeah, so Levy picked up Kyrie. I think did we already covered the trades, right? That trade. That was it. Oh, you're right, because he had Steph. That's right. Yeah, he, he picked up Kyrie time. from John for. Well, he got Kyrie and Chris Middleton for Steph, I think, and a pick. Right. And he threw right. in a pick to get the Rosen. So yeah. I don't know. Like I said, a very, very devilish player. I would not. So we we, we have a that's a big Kyrie. matchup going on right now. Dank is fighting for his, his life right now, and he's up six two on Levy. Uh, assists yeah. are tied. Levy's barely hanging on to points. Dank looks like he has locked up free throws, field goals, probably rebounds, steals, and blocks. <laughs> Turnover, so it's a nice little shakeup here. Uh, Tank definitely looks against the upper hand at the moment. Uh, you know, field goals could still swing. I mean, maybe rebounds if Levy makes a big Put run. Some water, thank you. But uh, nope. Paul's turning to the to the drink wench. He's uh, oh my god, dying of thirst here. Podcasting's oh. not easy business, folks. Don't try it's this like, at home. We just uh, met up with uh, some of Amy's mom friends and uh. I had a drink and same thing happened. Like the, somehow the alcohol caught my throat and like until I had water, I could not get a hold of myself. I was just coughing for like 10 minutes straight. It was brutal. I kept trying to wash it down with, you'd be proud of me. I was trying to, to wash it down with the alcohol, but that just kept making it worse. Uh, and the water helped out. Interesting. So, I find alcohol yeah. usually is a good cure for sicknesses, but all right. fair enough. Uh, but uh, I think you can, you kind of keep alluding to it. Why don't we, why don't we touch upon, uh, the current standings, kind of how you're seeing the league right now. Because um, I think just as we look at these matchups and as where these teams stand, uh, and it's just a trade market, I think all of this comes down to, you know, where everybody's thinking, who's buying, who's selling. I don't know how much trading is going to happen in the next few weeks. That's my current take. I feel like Andrew should be trading, but he's like, he's a half game out of the playoffs, so he's not going to want to. So you think you should be selling um, is what you're saying? Yes. Wow, shots fired. That said, he's up 7-2 on Duran right now, so that, that changes things. Uh, I, this is the way I see it. I'm, I have, I have uh, John this week, then I think I have you next week, and then I have uh, another easier matchup. Um, 
So like, to me, I, I think I'm good. Yeah, Paul's uh, final week. Paul is currently facing John, then he's got Dank, myself, and then Corey to close things out. Yeah, like that, that to me is like I control my destiny. Uh, like wow. barring something going horribly wrong, I think I should be in. Um, and I'm playing teams that we're competing with for the playoffs. So uh, I, I am proud of Dan for hanging on here and like setting his rosters and making moves. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I look, last podcast we spoke, I thought he was a lock for the playoffs and maybe a contender. Turns out maybe he was just, he had taken advantage of uh, good COVID luck. And the rest of us did not have it. Yeah, I got to say that uh, uh, Jared Allen, I don't know what happened. I thought that guy was an <laughs> early round value. What happened, Paul? Yeah, he's uh, he's fallen off. I, hey, look, you know. Yeah, you, you, you try to, <coughs> you trading this guy on Lemon? I mean, God. Yeah, I, almost like this trade could have been beatable uh, with the way he's playing right now. But Ira, just because, just because, like, he, just because he lost the trade doesn't mean he's beatable. You'll get that, right? Like, just because you would not have done it doesn't mean that someone else shouldn't do it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious a little bit. Well, you know, he, he's, <laughs> play, he's playing okay right now. Well, but, there's uh, a between like a, a, a fair trade and saying something that's vetoable. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just saying it was, it was getting close. What was it, a fourth rounder for the guy? I mean, I don't know. It was, yeah. uh, it was a high price to pay. But, uh, you know, right now he's getting plenty of minutes. It sounds like Kevin Love's never coming back. So He's uh, not. He's never coming back. The picture in Cleveland is... Uh, JaVale's gone now, so like he's literally gonna have all the minutes he could take. Yeah, yeah, no, that's been a big move, Trev. Going to the Lakers, nobody so picked him up. Trev, Trev <laughs> is shocking. Well, Trev, Trev to me is like fading and not doing anything. So, I mean, look, with, with Wiser out of the league, Trev can't really do much. So, uh, <laughs> that's been the that's. I mean, the, the proofs in the pudding the last few years, right? Well, uh, Trevin usually likes to sneak in, I would say, with some deals, like, right before the deadline. Usually it's, like, the small ones, you know? He's not, like, a – he's not a Levy or a Garrett who's going to take a huge swing or, like, Corey, who I see, you know, as more aggressive traders on the market. Yep. Uh, he, he's behind Dank and Duran and Moves right now, so uh, – with, with not a great team. So, um, he's got to get active. He, he does. He has to get active if he wants to be in. Uh, Eric is shocking. Is like still shocking and doing pretty well. Um, I mean, Time that's the, ma- the matchup at the moment. Yeah. That's that's the matchup to watch this weekend. Like, if Eric dominates trivia, or like, you know, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna cause some separation. Uh, the, this the is trade, the week. The trade deadline is one week away, by the way, folks. So yeah, April second, yeah, April second. That that's the so, end of April second, right? I believe. I always yes. get confused about that question. I do too. But we always, we always, someone always does a double check, and uh, you know, that okay. that'll be a fun day as it normally is. <laughs> right? Yeah, I do think the issue, which you're kind of you're hitting on at this point, is I think we have Schedule. nine. Well, well, that's one. That'll be one huge factor in determining who makes the playoffs. I think like the schedule. Right? Yeah. But uh, the the issue is if you're if you're interested in the trade market at this moment, you only have three teams to approach. It's me. Uh, that that could change. That could change depending on the results. Maybe, I mean, really anybody could. I mean, maybe besides Justin, everybody could decide to you know call it quits on the season and try and trade out. Because uh, I don't know. Either, we only have what four or five weeks left, and you have one week to make a trade. We have yep. four weeks left. So I mean, I don't know. People are going to make some tight calls, uh, or you get fucked and you got, don't sell your assets and you miss the playoffs <clears throat> at the same time. Well. Which is fun. It really is. It is fun how this is kind of shaking out now, where everyone has a shot, but like everyone needs to start doing stuff. I, I'm shocked at Duran. Like after his first bad trade, I said, "Hey man, why didn't you come to me? I have all the assets." And then he goes and makes a second trade with Justin, and I'm like, "I have all the fourth round picks. What? Like why? Why not come to me? What was that trade that he that they did? Uh, yeah. So Justin and Duran. Justin. Well, so Justin. First- Justin Go received ahead. Thad Young. He was getting rid of LeBron. So uh, LeBron went down I mean, and presumably was not going to be back in in a reliable time frame to, you know, play this season. Like, honestly, even, like, Justin, playoffs. honestly, Justin probably overpaid for that. Like, se- seventh-round pick for Thad Young is, like, hilarious to me. Uh, it's, so, well, it's a little conf- – yeah. I mean, well, seventh round – well, no. So the 15th. He, got, he pick- got a seventh-round pick and Thad Young back for LeBron. It is oh, confusing. Right. Okay. 
It is. It kind of fucks with your brain for some reason. Yeah, seeing LeBron James get traded for that, yeah. Right. <laughs> but yes, it, it took me a few a few looks to uh, process it. But yeah, it wound up being LeBron James, who's probably not going to play, be much of a factor to the rest of his fantasy season, for Thad Young in a seventh round pick. By the way, like, does this does this effectively end like the the nice little run Durant's had here? Because presumably, if he made that trade, he's keeping LeBron. His second keeper. I'm looking at this roster. Oh boy, it is bad. <laughs> Who's the second I'm, keeper? I think he's looking not at Kevin well, Love. He has a Levine, doesn't he? Uh, he. I thought he had a. Who's the power forward? The young power forward. For, I thought he, he had Jaron Jackson. For... He had Jaron Jackson gone. He doesn't have Sabonis anymore. Yeah, he traded Sabonis. He traded Mitchell. He has Levine and he has. LeBron right now is his two big keepers, and he plans on keeping Hunter with a late pick. That's not great. I mean, Levine's having a great fantasy season, but I mean, like the dude's a walking ACL injury. I mean, uh, I don't know. He's been healthy though. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I actually like Levine at this point. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sold in terms of like his. He's he really launches everything. He has no weaknesses. Um, he's been healthy for I think two years now, so I'm I'm pretty satisfied with that as a, as you know long term keeper. By the way, I just want to just like as a as a quick aside, I, I want to bring this up because we've talked about it a few times on here. So I've been complaining all season that the the ranks are broken. So yeah. like, Miles Turner is still like when you click on his his note, he's still ranked eleventh. He he didn't score the last two games. <laughs> okay, it's all about the blocks. Um, I guess, right? If you look at his like his like stats for the like season, they're showing him as fifteenth rank. But like, are they just not updating the rank on their main page? They just they just seal yeah. it as a like. Let December. me see this thing. Uh, the ranks get updated. I mean, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, yeah, his rank's really... still very high for the regular season. I mean, I guess he hasn't missed much time, but uh, yeah, I see he did have a couple bad games. It's all the blocks. I mean, he's just a block monster. Yeah. He's doing a little I mean, Brook but... Lopez thing now because his you know the rebounding the, the, scoring the threes and in... yeah, yeah the three the... he's hitting threes. He's getting blocks. I mean, this is a little like I mean a little like fantasy one hundred and one for people. You know, just like. There are so few players that generate blocks like this, you know. When your average, what's he at this season? Three point four a game. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's all time good. Like yeah. he's having one of the best block shot seasons of all time. So yeah, no, he's been yeah. I mean, he's got one point four triples. It's and just he has a strong shame. percentages. It's just a shame that that John is not good for me to trade him to. Uh, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that was your fail safe this entire time. I did have a little laugh today. John texted me. He's like, happy birthday. Your gift this year is that I'm going to take it easy on our fantasy matchup. And I'm like, you, you've yeah, taken it easy on, on every fantasy perfect. matchup you've had this season. So, Yeah, tanking John <laughs> knows how to tank uh, to his fullest, I'm sure. Well, t- well yeah. t- tanking's not good anymore, right? Like, well, it's a lottery game? Yeah. You're better, I mean, you're better the off. The payoff's not strong. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean – yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing it from Garrett and, and John, both loading up on injured players. Yeah, it's these are these are professional tankers we have on hand, and you know, I'm I'm monitoring the ranks and everything to make sure people follow the rules, and you know, the rules are being followed at this time. So, yeah, you know, I'm happy to have a discussion about lowering that rank level to make people try a little harder, maybe. But yeah, it well, is what well, it is at this hey, point. Man. Garrett's in a weird spot where, like, he won that ch- that championship a few years ago, but like, he's been mostly on the bottom. I feel few like, years. For, it's been he, yeah. he won the championship in twenty fourteen. Right, oh, that's a, that's a long time. Twenty thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, he he spent he, a lot of time in the bottom of these standings. <laughs> uh, Garrett's been up and down, up, very up and down manager. Uh, All right, so 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 who? Look, you got my opinion. What do I know? Who do you think should bail from the playoff picture? <laughs> of the of the nine uh, teams in the in the hunt. I mean, a lot of this is it, a lot of this comes down to what you do this week. I mean, I'm not going to lie to people. Um, look, if you have four, if you're facing four strong teams to close the season, you're probably in trouble. So, like, I would say, you know, like a team so, like so let's, Andrews let's, 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 let's can't call it quits yet. Let's go. Andrew's still in a very nice. Andrew's and, in a very nice spot. Andrew, there's Andrew three, has, there's three bad teams. Andrew has has drawn this week. John next week. Uh, Dank the week after that, and then you. So yeah, that's a that's a weaker schedule. Let's see, Levy. Levy has, is down 2-6 to Dan, then has you, Corey, and Eric. So that's a fairly tough schedule, especially, especially if, he can't, if he can't close against Dan this week. right? If, if, that's, if that's more than a 4-5 or yeah. five loss, that's, uh, that's signaling trouble for Levy. Um, let's see, who else we got here? 
Dan has me. Well, he's facing Eric this weekend down 6-2. His me, Andrew, and uh, Garrett. So he's, one he's, super- up right now. he's up right now versus Oh, sorry, he's up. Levy. Right, versus Levy. So he has, he, has, uh, he, has, he has one very soft matchup and then two more challenging. Uh, Corey. Corey has, is split with you right now. Then he has Eric, then Levy, then me. So he, he might have the toughest schedule of anybody. But his team is also probably better than uh, some of those teams. Um, Good thing got Jimmy Butler. Yeah. That's right. And then Trevere <laughs> has – we covered Trevere already? Yeah, we, we covered No, we didn't, we didn't talk about oh, Trevere's schedule. Trevere's yeah. down 3-6 to Eric. Then he has Bibsy, Duran, and John. So his last two weeks are, are pretty weak. Yeah. Uh, so so this, it, is, this is the quagmire we find ourselves in, Paul. I mean, I would say some of the teams you might think should trade out well, have and, and, some of the softest schedules to close the season. And, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. With, with everything that's gone on this season, like, I don't think – like, I'd be Justin 5-4. Would I lose him 5-4? I beat him 5-4. You? you yeah, uh, I beat him 5-4. You beat him 5-4, yeah. So like, what's your record now, top... Paul? You haven't told us. You haven't given us the four week update well, yet. I I have been thirty and six in the last four weeks. So you know, I I've been hot. Um, but like everyone is beatable this year. I think. Um, it's it's going to come down to a lot of those three AM pickups. Uh, but like no one no one is looking like a, a, a Honestly, Eric is probably one of the scarier rosters to me. Uh, if he if he manages in the playoffs, it's going to be difficult. But, um, like to me, it's almost like maybe he could just. As I always say, if you're not getting good deals to sell, just stay in and like see what happens. And like, because this year you could win, you could definitely like people always win the week with a six seed. This year is definitely possible. Ooh, I mean, that's the thing. If like right now, there's no there, there aren't many assets to trade for. Like the only way you're going to make a trade with any of the three bottom teams is if you put like a superstar keeper on the table, like. Uh, like they don't have players. To no, give up. And, and, and they're ready. They already have their their top two guys in those cases, really. So yeah, I think maybe yeah, maybe Duran you can jiggle loose, but yeah, I mean, Trev, I Trev, Garrett and John. Well, Trev is isn't pretty, Trev's so. not getting rid of Harden. Like I already talked to him about that. He's not getting rid of Harden. So like, who else would they want? You know, he's not getting rid of Durant. Well, Trev's still going for it, as far as I'm concerned. Right well, now, right, but I'm I mean, saying, I'm saying, who else would they even want of, of the rest of our team? Someone would want Jokic, but I'm not getting rid of Jokic. Like. So oh, well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. saying right now, if any if anybody who's trying to get a playoff spot wants to make a move, like you have to give up a Jokic type player. I'm talking about like a top 15 fantasy superstar. Yeah, that you know is going to be keeper worthy. But yep. doing draft picks ain't going to cut it. So yep. it's kind of a put up or shut up with your current roster. I think. Um, you know, I mean, you know, picking up Thad Young's not really going to be a game changer, especially when uh, <laughs> the team then brings up brings in Vucevic. <laughs> it's going to be a real fun. Tice. It's going to be a real fun backstretch. I'll tell you that much, though. It's going to be really, really interesting coming down. To Do you think Justin's the best team right now? I mean, he's got the he's got a good two and a half game lead on everyone. Is that I, the I, team that you know? I mean, I kind of feel like Eric's team is really good. Um, I'm just looking at these rosters now, like. Eric's strong. He's Eric, Eric's strong. Norman Powell's an interesting spot now that he's in Portland. But I'm looking at this roster. Like, this is a team that can just go sour really quickly with, like, you know, like a few, like one or two of these guys stops performing and, like, it, it's all done. Let's look at Justin's team. He has some better top performers, I think, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, so, like, of course, and, and by the way, I'm going to say this again. When we, when we this summer discuss moves limits, like, Ira and Justin, top of the league again. None of them had good draft teams. Yeah, I'm in third. I'm in third now. Okay. And I'm, I'm in second. Pretty... You're in second. No. Oh, with the moves? Oh, I'm saying the moves-wise, I'm in third place. No, no. I'm saying you guys are in first and second place again, despite not having good rosters to start the season. I, w- I would argue that my trade is what made me so dominant right now. Okay, fine. But, like, you didn't give up that much. I just – I've had a very similar <laughs> stretch to you, Paul. I mean, what am I? I'm now – 26 and 9 yeah, but you, in my last four you weeks. Had me, you had me ranked pretty high. I, I was ranked pretty high coming into the season. Well, That's a bad I'm, COVID luck. I'm just not, yeah, I'm just not a good bat, roster event. I feel like I like your, you and Garrett's team every season. And, uh, you know, uh, for, the last, for the last few years, yeah. yeah for it the last doesn't few hold years. up. <laughs> well, because I feel like I've made a tangible effort to start building my team similar to how you build your team. So that's probably why you like my team most years. <laughs> That's a fair point. 
don't know, but I I drafted pretty well though. I mean, just yeah, I drafted Mike Conley. I drafted <coughs> I drafted Rashawn Holmes. I drafted and you know and Niobe. My you you, you actually you kind of got this weird luck during the draft where like for some reason no one wanted these guys, but like where you were drafting, there was no other option but to take them, and it, like it made sense to take them at the at the spot you were getting them. You know, like we always talk about, like oh, I don't want to take this guy at the beginning of the fifth round, but like you would get this guy at, like the end of the sixth round, and it's like okay, well that's like a huge value now. And, like uh, like Conley especially was like a big time that way. Yeah, that one broke nicely. Yeah, Any, I'm not I sure mean, if I'm good. I'm not sure if I'm going to win the Buddy Heald Mike Conley trade or not. That's still to be determined, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I think at, the, at this point, I don't know. I think it's uh, moves ain't going to make that much of a difference as we close this season out, though. So. I don't know. My, my roster also got hit by the trade deadline pretty hard. I had Darrell Wright, who went to Sacramento. Right. I had Fournier that got shipped to Boston. I don't know. Probably both got down arrows after those deals. That, that, that Fournier one like feels like – I was talking about the Sixers trade that year. Like I had Evan Turner, who was like destroying everyone in fantasy that year, and he literally became nothing when he went to, I think, Indiana. Uh, it, it, like it literally, yeah. It was he was backing up like Lance Stevenson in Indiana and Paul George on that team, and like it literally left uh, my team was one of the best in fantasy to like like middle of the pack. It, it just killed me. So good luck, ha- enjoy that because that that's what's coming your way <laughs> now. And uh, yeah, I hope that's what's coming your way. So I will say I'm a. Uh, I never I I forgot to mention I am glad that at least uh, Duran was able to. To pull out a draft pick from Justin, in it, or was at least able to, uh, I should say, only gave up a seventh rounder <laughs> for, for LeBron. LeBron because I don't know if you heard, but last weekend, Duran popped into the poker room at about like midnight okay. to am- a- to ambush me uh, because I told them I told them last time, you know, if you, if you, if you let me know you're gonna make a deal like him, I meant to give you a better offer, you right? Know? Right. Make sure you get good value on what you're doing. So uh, him and Justin were, I think, on the cusp of something. <laughs> he came in and gave me a 15-minute deadline to, uh, you know, try and beat the trade. Well, this before serves he, you. This serves you. He right. executed. This serves you. Serves right. me right. Wow. You spent the whole last podcast okay. shitting on me for like not responding to you within a half hour. So what's the difference? Oh well, uh, very, very different scenario. No, no. First very off, first off, you have a in general, you have a better grasp of what's going on in the fantasy world, right? So you you know where all the pieces on the chessboard are at all times. You should be able to analyze within 15 minutes whether you should be doing a trade or not, especially for a marquee player like LeBron. Well, actually, I did. Well, well so there, exactly. There, there, there were there were a few components that made this a little more complicated. Okay. First, Duran wouldn't even tell me what what I was competing against, so it was it was hard. To, you know, I was basically bargaining against myself. You know, and I was playing heads up and hold them versus Justin, which also made it t- made it tough to you know. To talk, uh, talk some, you know, little gravitas about our fantasy players when I was trying to uh, also see, make a comeback versus Bibsy. Th- this is bad. Yeah. This is bad managing by Duran. Because look, if you're gonna undercut someone else's deal proposed to you, you don't do it on a Zoom. You do it on a private text saying, "Hey, Justin proposed this trade to me. Like, you don't want Justin to get this deal, right? And then, that, and then you'd be like, oh, you're right. I don't want him to get this deal. Tell me what I need to beat, and then like it's done." You know, like silly, yeah, yeah. silly him to be so yeah, coy yeah. about it. That's on him. That, that was, I mean, that was my fault. That was my thought in going into it, which I tried to point out. But uh, I did, I did delay the inevitable. I mean, we had some talks. I put some Shea out there to see, you know, if there was any interest. But uh, oh, your boy you know, Shea's on the market know. now, huh? You love Shea. Yeah, well, I mean, well, it's funny. The boy just the boy went from being like uh, missing the second nights of back to backs to. Uh, Having plantar fasciitis settle now. Who knows? I might just be keeping on the IL for the rest of the season. So. I know you're sensitive about plantar yeah. fasciitis, so I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So that that was a, that was an unfortunate hit for me, but uh, I tried to get there, but couldn't be done. But so I'm, I'm glad at least uh, you know Duran held his, held his own in the negotiations. Andrew and I were a bit concerned about how that was going to turn out. All right, but, good. Yeah, not when I was going to veto. All right, we're we're like at 40 minutes here. Let's let's get into yeah. all right. Full disclosure, we're getting to the Rutgers part. I'll put in the podcast and we talk about things afterwards. What minute? What minute to fast forward to? Let's, description, yeah. let's get our feelings out here. 
Um, yeah, but before we get too deep, you should you should register for Holden, Paul. You gotta uh, get gotta get oh, in the game here. Yeah. All right, I'll start doing that. Anyway. Okay. I'll give I'll give a brief uh, overview while we're while he's doing that. So it was a it was a coming into it. It was supposed to be a very triumphant season for the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. A lot of unfinished business. Uh, we're about to make the NCAA tournament for the first time in 30 years before you know COVID hit. Uh, and, you know, poured a giant bucket of, you know, virus all over the NCAA tournament. Um, up and down regular season this year, but clearly making a tournament. Right. Got in, had a, got in, had a, had a nice first round matchup. Really a, a very bizarre game for Rutgers versus Clemson. And in the first round of the NCAA. Uh, a lot of turnovers. Better team. Yep. Yeah, very sloppy first half. Rutgers was clearly the better team. And uh, second half, you know, they got it together and uh, brought home a solid victory. You know, kind of looked like a program that had their shit together. So going into the round of 32, number seven seed versus Houston, number two seed, uh, expectations were, very, for me at least, were very, like, happy to be here. Let's keep it competitive. You know, not expecting a W. Like, but, uh, and then we got to the ball game. Uh, and it, can't say I saw that coming. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do, do you want to take it, Paul? Uh, or, uh... I was pretty emotional. Like, so what I was like glazing over, it's not about the season. It's about the lifetime of fandom of this team. And like, Andrew, we love you, but like he has not experienced what you and I have experienced rooting for this team. Um, Cause he, he went to college during probably the worst years of Rutgers basketball. Right, it's like end of Fred Hill era, beginning of Mike Rice era. They played glorified streetball. You and I were 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 fans during the Kevin Bannon era, the Gary Waters era, when they were always on the cusp, and then losing in the most yeah. heartbreaking ways. Right, so I always think when you think about Rutgers basketball, you think about the heartbreaking losses. Right, you think about the Syracuse game where they're beating the Hakeem Warwick and Jerry McNamara. Led, led team. They're up 20 points at halftime, and within two minutes, that's a race. They have a Quincy Newby corner three to win the game, and it goes hits every piece of the rim before rolling out to lose. Uh, another Syracuse game on the road. Marquise Webb hits like a rare three in overtime to give them the lead, and then Terrence Roberts on Syracuse hits that three that he, he, he's like over four in his career from three and hits a, a, a crazy three to keep Rutgers out of the tournament. You have the game against Virginia Tech. Keep that. It's it's, it's 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 a lifetime of like near misses. Even the year they were in the NIT, they beat Iowa State in glorious fashion and then lose to Michigan in a crushing final. Um, they they were always a step away, right? So you come into this game, and we're just ha- we're we're happy to be here because for once the rebuild went the way it was supposed to go. Within four years, they were going to make the tournament. It got canceled. The next year was a little more challenging. They still get back there. They they win a tough game versus Clemson. They're winning. They're winning the whole time. And 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 Amy was making fun of me because I'm sitting on the couch watching the Houston game and they're up nine points. What are you so stressed about? I said, it's Rutgers. Like a nine point lead isn't good. With it's nothing, it's nothing. It's nothing. With, with 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 four minutes, it's not nothing. Houston had eight offensive boards in the last four minutes of the game. They miss a like. And to me, the moment you knew, like, we all knew it. The moment it was over was a perfect alley-oop lob to Miles Johnson and Geo Baker. Roommates lobbing to each other for, for a dunk that would have made an 11-point game. Uh, would have ended the game, right? I mean, they would have been totally broke, backbroken. He misses the dunk that he's made literally hundreds of times this season. Newton goes the other way, nails a three with a guy whose hip is barely functioning. Uh, and at that point, we just say, "Well, well ugh, God, ugh. I mean, that's it." Yeah, here you talk about it bringing back a lot, a lot of bad. So, but, lot but, of bad look, but look, it's only been five days, but, but it feels like a long time. I feel like I, feel like I, I put it behind me, but now it's so. So back. It, was, it was tough to swallow. <laughs> that said, like I'm happy. Like this, will, this is what we wanted, man. We wanted to lose painfully in the NCAA tournament. That's that's what for 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 63 teams in the NCAA, 67 teams in the NCAA tournament now. It's about losing in a painful way. So, yes, that, that sucked. Yes, it sucks that they have some transfers coming out now. 
guess what? There's a thousand players in the transfer portal. It, it's every program's happening. But you got to take solace in the fact that they have a coach who built this team up when there were no resources, no players, they had nothing, and now they're they're pretty close to to being a continuously good team. So you just got to be optimistic, enjoy it. You got to remember these are college kids. It's not NBA basketball. They're gonna they're not gonna play the most stylistically fun way, especially being in the Big Ten. That's that's really the case. But you know, enjoy the ride, enjoy it for what it is, and I'm excited for the team next year, whatever it winds up looking like. Man, that was uh, Paul. Really went through like the seven layers of emotions or whatever in that uh, that little two minute uh, summary I, of. Uh, I, I wanted some time to what think about we've this scene here because, like, yeah, like it's easy to leave that game with with pessimism, but but why? Well, you know, like. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like, yeah. like especially like talking to you about this and like talking to Duran about Maryland. Like, sports, it, like it should be fun. Like, if we're just watching this to be miserable all the time, like, what's the point? You know, it, like I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't let my entire mood swing on like whether some nineteen-year-old kid is going to transfer or not. It's just, it's just not worth <laughs> it. Like, you gotta enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the wins, and especially now that the, the wins, you know, it's not, it's not eight wins a year, man. Like we, we well exactly. I think <laughs> I think you that I think that outlook is one that I try and go by. Like even if like we're only going to be you know fighting to make the NIT, like I basically just like it's more like about the goal, like where like where the end zone is, like where the yard lines are that we're measuring. It's like I just want to see my guys make progress. Yep. That's kind of like how I measure yeah, things. Now what I, what I will and, what I will give you is that what's frustrating is that what made this team fun on their rise up to last year, right? is that they always were like sons of bitches on defense. Every team they played was like down to the last three seconds of the shot clock all the time. Um, and this year that like, there was just a lot of like, like a lot of like selfish kind of like, I'm going to go for my defensive stat. Like what were we talking about with Drummond actually? There was a lot of that. A lot of guys reaching for steals when like, just stay in front of your guy and he's not going to score. Um, so hopefully the program continues back to the way it, like it's it's easier to root for a team that's on the bubble that that is like a a blue collar team than a team that's like a little bit soft which I think this team wound up being this year despite having most of the same players. No. Uh, yeah, we were a little on the softer side. I mean, I won't disagree with that. I, mean, I just don't think we had the athleticism that some of the other teams that we were competing against the Big Ten had. Yeah, but look, look Houston, yeah, just Houston, made it tougher. Houston was super athletic, and Rutgers outplayed them for 36 minutes. They just... Wow, well, yeah. I mean, I thought this like it was going to be more about talking about that game back and forth, but yeah. I mean, you've... Yeah. You and I beat uh, it, you get it I mean, like, look, th- there's eight, eight ways that they could have won that game. They could have made that alley-oop. They could have boxed out on seven of that those eight offensive boards. Like, they could have not had an awful turnover in the last... 30 seconds of the game. Well, yeah, Geo, Geo just lost the ball. Like, when, when, they, when, they say, when they say there's not one thing that the loses... The offense a, could have not been hero yeah, ball. When, when they say there's not one thing that loses a game, that's absolutely that's true. Stupid and fucking it, McConnell this, play it, that you predicted being a McConnell. Yeah. We should not let McConnell have the ball here. <laughs> like, in, in... In, like, when they always say, like, oh, like, it, like you know, the missed free throw wasn't why they lost the game. In this game, like, it was literally, was like, there was, like, eight, eight different things that if any of them went a different way, they would have won that game. So it, it's like, this team's stuck at free throws and, and free throws never bit them the entire season. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, this is how, this is like, it all was just like this, like flood of unfortunate circumstances. What have I been telling you all season? College basketball makes no sense. Like, like everyone wants to say, like, Gonzaga's not winning this. Do you think Gonzaga's winning this, this tournament? There's no way. There's no, people don't know anything. It's great that they were really good in, in their shit conference, but like, they're not winning the tournament. It's not happening. Something they're going to get cold one game, and that's all that matters. It's a tournament, and that's that's the other thing. You can't judge all this by like, oh, like, okay, do we make the Sweet Sixteen or not? Because in reality, like, and that's what's weird about college basketball. It's so hard to judge what makes a successful program. To me, if you make the tournament year in year out, that makes you a good program. To me, uh, you know, you should eventually, if you're doing that, you shouldn't be advancing. But tournament play is so different than competing. Twice a week in the Big Ten. It's really hard. All right, I'm I'm done with my crap on this. 
Uh, we're at the <laughs> almost the fifty minute mark now. Amy says hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, what? Else, any, anything else you want to talk about? Any positive uh, note we can end on here? Uh, well, I mean, is there? Do you have any uh, new bachelor party updates uh, on the Levy side of things? Yeah, to, uh, the Levy side is moving. I think Dan's gonna be sending out a survey pretty shortly. Looks like it's gonna be a traveling one. Um, I think I want to say Denver, but I'm not 100 percent positive on that. Uh, but but that's what it may be looking like, which I think would be a, a lot of fun. Um, hmm. For for people who are willing to travel and go, so uh, I think it'll be August, and uh, yeah, I, I mean I'm looking forward to it. I think it's be a good time. Denver seems like a, na- a natural climate for the for the dragon, yeah, a proper place for him to be <laughs> on multiple levels, right? Yeah, I tend to think so. Yeah, August is tough for me, but I hope I hope to be able to swing it one way or another. Are you doing Disney this year? Uh, what? Uh, we are doing we're doing the Disney thing. I have uh, got my work conference like first week in August and the Disney thing like second week in August. So I don't know things are always tight, but you know we'll see what uh what the weekends are offering up. Uh, you know when push comes to shove. Uh, oh, yeah, all right, well that's good. Oh, yeah, we haven't guys haven't done it. Yep, yes, we never have done it. Travel. We have not done one yet. Elon's the best. by air, like air. Fest, oh yeah, fest we did fest. Thing. Yeah. The fest was good in its own like festy way. But I, I'm I sure... enjoyed that. Like that was to me like it was just different. Like it was a smaller group. It was a good time. Besides Scott being a little bitch for most of it, you know. Well, yeah, I mean that's a expected times, right. you know. Scott being a little whiny baby, yep. but you know, we we made the best of it. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, I think we are true festies. Yeah. It seemed like Elon's Scott friends accepted us. Well, as... look, what, 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 the, what the other guys here don't, who didn't go don't understand is that, like, it was the first time we've ever experienced being, like, you know, by far the best looking people at any place, you know? It was, it was cool. <laughs> it's true, yeah. In the Scott <laughs> circles, I was, definitely, I was definitely the VIP out there. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm glad to hear things are moving forward on the, on the Levy end. Uh, yeah, I think with Garrett, we're progressing nicely. I am. I am curious. To, there's there's a bit of a mystery as to who who was the one person that was open to going to the strip club in the survey. So I'm I'm curious to only one to only one person that. was only one person said that they they were down for it. It wasn't me. So I'm curious. Did to, Dan uh, take the know, survey? But I, I I can say it was not Dan. So. Oh wow! <laughs> and if it wasn't you, Paul, then I mean I the, don't think the, was... the mystery continues. I don't think it was me. Nice end of the pod teaser right there. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I've I've spoken to I've spoken to many people, and I've ruled out a lot of uh, potential suspects. But uh, the mystery will continue. Well, on that note, (sighs) yeah. On that note, I think we should get out of here. Well, we'll we'll come back just before the playoffs start. I think you know whether we'll see. uh, I guess we'll see if there's any any swing matchups that might decide this thing, or if uh, maybe just a playoff preview, something along those lines. Uh, But both of the the I and the P are both in the conversations, so uh, it's looking like it's gonna be a, a fun a fun year of East Coast of the Big Boys. Yeah, a- after a pretty brutal start that we were both kind of like down on the whole thing, like I'm I'm glad it's it's actually fun now at this point. So uh, it'll be a fun finish here. All right, see everybody at poker. Uh, seven minutes to go. Right, good stuff, guys. See you later. <laughs>